Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 all right let's get it on it's 11:06, and we are having a celebration here on the mike boyle restaurant show it is sunday december 18 2022 what are we celebrating we are celebrating argentina's victory over the defending champion, France. Yep, Argentina beat the Frogs. Messi scored two goals. They are the World Cup champion. And Messi, who is certainly mentioned with Pelé and George Best and uh, the other Argentinian, Diego Maradona. And, uh, I mean, he's, he finally won his World Cup, and I'm absolutely thrilled. If you tuned in in the first hour, we're taking your calls at 303-696-1971. I have a $100 prize package. I put one together last week. Debbie in Brighton got it. I will mail it to her this week. We're doing it again. It will be geographically proximate. If you are a caller in Colorado Springs and I draw your name, I will come up with a gift package of $100 for restaurants Let's call it Castle Rock South to Colorado Springs. If you're in North Denver, we'll find a package that works well for you so that you don't have to drive. Jason in Lyman called in last hour. He's the only one in the drawing. But he says he gets to town every once in a while. So uh, if I draw his name, we'll come up with a package. Speaking of geographically proximate, I asked at the end of last hour if anybody knew restaurants open for Christmas. I talked about the airplane in Colorado Springs, the tribe on the Riverwalk in Castle Rock, and India's restaurant in Denver serving a great buffet on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But this listener was looking for Arvada, got a nice caller off the air, said the Cheyenne Mountain Conference Center is open on Christmas. I do not know that. I would suggest you verify that. Uh, I want to thank the listener for calling. That's a little bit of a drive from Arvada, Westminster. But it made me think about maybe the Table Mountain Inn in Golden. I think that they are open for Christmas. If you have any suggestions, I would love to hear from you. 303-696-1971. You'll go in the drawing for a $100 gift package. And if you don't want to go on the air... Just call 303-696-1971 and talk to Lewis. Lewis doing a wonderful job producing this show. Can you tell I'm really upbeat? When my daughter lived in Argentina, she really went to some of the soccer games. I went to the national match in Chile between Argentina and Chile. I mean, it's wild. I remember coming out of Edinburgh, Scotland years ago on the train. Scotland was going down to London to play England. And so there were a lot of Scots on that train. And, you know, we've all gone to football games. We've all gone to tailgate parties. We've all been to a pre-concert Jimmy Buffett show. So we've seen drunk people. But you have never 
seen drunk people like the Scots when they get on a train heading down to London for a soccer match. Anyway, Argentini, Argentina, Argentina, hello, is the World Cup champ. I'm happy. Give me a call, 303-696-1971. After 11 o'clock, I am happy, happy, happy to have you with me here on the Restaurant Show every Saturday, 10 to 1 in Colorado Springs, every Saturday afternoon, 3 to 5 in Denver, Sunday, 10 o'clock until noon, a simulcast all up and down the front range. Let's go down the range to Steve in Colorado Springs, a regular caller, wants to talk a little bit about cruises. Steve, welcome to the show. Good morning, Sir Michael. Happy early Christmas. Merry Christmas to you, sir. We still say Merry Christmas on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. You know, one of the things that I found, Steve, is that a lot of times you'll go to a retail store and they'll give you the obligatory Happy Holidays. And when you look at them and you say, Merry Christmas, they'll look at you and they'll have a little twinkle in their eye and they'll say, Merry Christmas to you, sir. You know, it, it, just, we'll, yep. we'll, they, you can tell that they're saying, we'll do it the way the people that sign our paycheck tell us to do it. But, yes, we're with you. Christ is the reason just, uh, for the season. In reference to your caller on Alaska Cruises, we took a Holland America early July, their second cruise post-COVID on uh-huh. uh, the Western Dam with Holland America. It was fantastic, restored my faith in cruising. But you are correct. Most of the cruise lines, September 30th is their, actually, they turn around, leave Seattle, and go to the South Pacific. And you are correct, uh, weather changes pretty quick up there in Alaska, and I don't think you want to be going in October. But well, you, anyway, I would highly recommend, go ahead, uh, America Line. We just had a great time because it was their second cruise out of dry dock in three years. There were uh, only 1,200 people. And 1,200 staff. They normally have about 2,400. But along those lines, do not pick a cruise line with 5,000 of your new best friends. It's just chaotic. Don't do it. You know, do you it. know, Steve, you, you brought up a lot of things there. I, we, we went on Royal Caribbean. And if, if a ship can maintain that two-to-one ratio, we had 1,000 um, employees and our crew members and 2,000 people on the on the ship. And, God, it was just wonderful. Everybody was very attentive. I, I mean, you just really thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I understand why they have the big ships. I understand they're trying to make money. But I just I felt, to be honest with you, Steve, I get a little claustrophobic with 2,000 people on a ship and 1,000 crew members. And so I, I, cruising just doesn't hold the appeal to me that it does to an awful lot of people. We have a couple of listeners up in Conifer, delightful people, went with us on an all-inclusive, and they said, well, this is kind of like cruising. Um, you don't have to unpack. You're in your room. You get everything provided. Um, obviously, you get different ports of call with a cruise. But I, it's just I, I just, I don't know that if my daughter called me up and said, Dad, I'd like for us to take a cruise, I'd go tomorrow. But other than that, I'm probably not going to do it. And you were 100% right. That's kind of, that's kind of why I did it. Ship, most cruise ships, um, 
do what they call, they'll cruise the Alaska Passage, and then, yeah, the end of September, they do what's called repositioning cruises, and those ships will go one way down to somewhere in the South Pacific, and you can generally get some pretty good deals on that, but I just... uh, this was a, I was talking to the travel agent, and he said uh, this person said that uh, they thought they could get a pretty good deal on a cruise in October, and I said, "Yeah, I'll bet you can." Um, but, Anybody's uh, doing it. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. another sidebar. Another sidebar. Uh, one thing I really noticed was that besides a meeting of wide variety of people, from retired federal judges to pilots, da da da, everyone from both passengers and crew, it was the most pleasant, civil, restrained. Everybody was polite and courteous. It really makes a difference. We used to be like that in this country, and we're losing that. But ah, the good old days. Uh, yeah, we've now got the new normal where the louder you scream, the more attention you think you're going to get. All right, Steve, we're going to put you in the drawing. We're going to put you in the pile. We're going to see if we can get you a $100 gift package. That's Steve in Colorado Springs. We had Jason from Lyman. Let's go to Lon in Denver. Lon may have a couple of suggestions about Christmas opening. Lon, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yes, thanks for having me, Mike. You know, I was Pleasure. thinking that most uh, Chinese restaurants are open for Christmas. You know, that's that that is something, and I haven't looked, but I have found you're right. A lot of Asian, a lot of ethnic. I'm going to make it. I'm going to make it even broader than that. Um, sometimes an awful lot of uh, I've I've noticed a lot of Mexican restaurants will be open up. Um, I'm not talking necessarily about a big corporate restaurant like on the border, but maybe some of the uh, maybe some of the smaller independent groups, maybe like a Trace Margaritas or something like that. But that's a that's a very good suggestion to check the and Asian and the Mexican yeah. restaurants. And they're all over. So for your Arvada person, um, there's got to be a bunch of them up there. And mm-hmm. that's always been our go-to when we needed to go somewhere, knowing it would be uh, restricted openings. That's a great that's a great suggestion, and I didn't even think about that. But I but I I have seen, I've here. mentioned. I'm sorry. I'm here to help. <laughs> that a boy, we appreciate. It. We're, you know what I always say, Lon. We're a collaborative effort here, right? <laughs> All right. That's right. All right. And thanks All for right, taking thanks. me into the drawing. I, you know what's in? You're in there, Lon in Denver. We got you down a hundred bucks. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Bye. Pleasure. Three zero three six nine six nineteen seventy one. Three zero three six nine six. 1971 got a couple callers on the uh, on hold we'll get to you in just a moment speaking of mexican restaurants i went to lunch this week in monument at a place called jorito loco uh it started as a small place in the safeway center in monument they took over the village inn, did a remodel you know i really enjoyed it i had angel the owner on when he first opened up Uh, But it was nice to see him the other day. It was just a wonderful, wonderful experience. I'll tell you a little bit more about it, and we'll get back to the callers when we come back on The Restaurant Show. All right, 11.24 is the time here on the Mike Boyle Restaurant Show. Happy to have you aboard. We're taking calls today. Gary on the line wants to talk about purchasing meals in restaurants with cryptocurrency. 
Well, let's see what Gary has to say. Gary, welcome to the show. Oh, I'm Mike. Actually, it's Tony. Uh, Gary's my my radio name, but I, I went on one of your trips with you. I know who you are, Tony. How are you? I'm well. How are you? And uh, happy holidays. No, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, too. And you know what? Year. It is the holiday season. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Holiday greetings. Uh, anyway, you want to talk about purchasing meals in restaurants with cryptocurrency. Yeah, and then I also had, uh, just very quickly, uh, in Denver, I've gone to a Jewish restaurant on Christmas Day called Zadie's. Zadie's is over. I appreciate the suggestion. Zadie's is over at uh, 600 South Holly now. They moved out of Cherry Creek. They're on Holly just south of Leedsdale. We will put that out there as a suggestion. You know, another place that used to do a big business on Christmas Day, we're not getting very close to Arvada or Westminster, but uh, on Hampton, the old New York Deli. Um, that used yeah, to be their bus- that used to be their busiest day of the year. I remember. I can't remember the name of the couple that owned it for years and years. Sold it, retired. Um, wonderful, wonderful people. But that was their busiest day of the year. The New York Deli News. Yes, it was all full of our Jewish friends. Yes, I suppose. And, uh, I suppose the- Gentiles could go too. But I mean, it was. A- go ahead. I'm being yeah, silly. They let, uh, you know. Uh- an Italian guy go in there on Christmas like me. So mm-hmm. they didn't have any spaghetti and meatballs, but they did have bagels and things like that. How rude uh, of them. Yeah. But, you know, in my work, uh, I, I'm on a project where we're looking at cryptocurrencies. And, you know, recently with all the uh, the news about the Ponzi scheme with that kid uh, ripped off millions and billions of dollars of people, uh, it's been hitting the headlines. But, I, well, I thought this might be interesting uh, because it relates to the restaurant business. You know, at the beginning of time when cryptocurrency was first be- begun in the early 2000s, an investor basically invested $10 million to begin the first Bitcoin uh, wallet, which is basically put in $10 million and received us that much worth of Bitcoins. And the very first purchase made with those bitcoins were two large pizzas for 10,000 bitcoins. That was the first cryptocurrency transaction. Hmm. And that that Tony, got the you, ball rolling. Tony, I will confess that I know nothing about Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. I just learned more in the last 30 seconds from you than I knew in total. And but but I, 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 is it something that you see as becoming a wave of the future? I remember, and you're old enough to remember, when you paid by cash or check. My parents, I remember when they got their first credit card, and they were so nervous about how somebody would have their information. And in the restaurant business in the 80s and the 90s, it used to be 90% cash, 
10% credit cards. Now every restaurant will tell you it's 90, 95% credit card, 5% cash. If they are a tipped-based salaried organization, they almost have to go to the bank every day or once a week just to get cash so they can pay their servers the cash owed to them on the credit cards. So, you know, is it a sign of the times? Is it something in the future to coming down the road? I don't know. But I'm gonna. What you what you've done is you've inspired me to do a little more looking around and check it out ever so slightly. Yeah, it it probably it will be here forever, especially in uh, third world countries like in Africa, where they don't have a banking system and they use crypto. cryptocurrencies to trade and to purchase goods for instance you know i might i might purchase uh two of your cows for you know five thousand bitcoins because well, they don't you're, have... you're actually you're actually bringing up something that is so foreign to the listeners but i've experienced it when i was in africa and when I would run goods from South Africa up into the northern Luangwa Valley of Zambia, the honey camps, Zambia's currency is kwacha. You could fill up your house with kwacha, and you couldn't buy a cup of coffee. And the same with Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe, if you go to the country of Zimbabwe, formerly, formerly, formerly northern Rhodesia, they want U.S. dollars. They don't even want their own currency. And so consequently, when I would sell stuff in the bush to these hunters, I only wanted dollars, pounds, marks, German marks, uh, yen. You only wanted the hard currency because many of those countries are borderline barter societies. Not only would they sell you a cow with Bitcoin, but they'd be more apt to sell you their cow for a bride for your son or for a load of corn that you could make mealy meal with for dinner. So um, it's, it's, I, I, I'm, do, you, do you see it coming to more established mainstream first world countries? No, I, especially with what just happened. I think... Uh... I think Americans are going to stay away from that, but I think it will thrive in those third world countries. Um, one last thing, Mike, I wanted to say uh, something I disagree with you about. You know, I, you had mentioned, I think it was last week, there's this new Showtime series on George and Tammy Wynette, George yes, Jones. And, Tam- and I've, I've been watching that. There's now been three episodes. It's terrible. It is so bad. It, it It is so predictable, and it's just not very good. It almost seems like they're trying to knock off. Remember that movie about uh, Johnny Cash, that Joaquin? Uh, I can't Joaquin Phoenix played Johnny Cash. Yeah, Walk the Line. Yeah, that was such a great movie. It's sort of like they're trying to do a knockoff, but it's terrible. It's just awful. I I have no idea why you like that thing. 
Well, I only saw one episode, and I did enjoy it, and I didn't realize that they had come out with a couple more. Um, Jessica Chastain's Easy on the Eyes, um, and and I do like country music, so um, whether they're lip-singing or whatever they're doing, I do like some of the songs. The storyline is, um, I, you know, George Jones and Tammy Wynette was a horribly dysfunctional marriage, Uh horribly dysfunctional relationship and um reportedly i didn't know george or tammy you know he was a you know what his nickname was no show jones because he'd get so drunk he'd not show up for his concerts but i think i'm going to watch another episode or two to see what i think i'm going to give you though a great um hey sir what was the movie about Hank Williams Jr.? I'm going to give you one. Um, well, nothing like using Surrey on a radio show, right? Um, yeah. I happened. I happened. I saw the light. I was on a flight back from Argentina back in 2015. It just came out, and maybe 2016. I walked the line. It's the Hank Williams Jr. story. I, I like movies about music. You've listened to the show enough to know what I'm talking about. But um, yeah, I don't. I don't. I mean, I don't think George and Tammy is going to rival. Dr. Zhivago, but but I, I did you like Elvis? Did you see Elvis? Uh, I thought that was okay. I, it was it wasn't as bad as this George and Tanya. It wasn't as good as the uh, the uh, Johnny Cash movie, but yeah, that one was a little bit better. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. We, we'll just have to we'll just have to agree to disagree. When are you going to go on another trip with me? Oh, actually, I talked to Warren about the March trip, I, and I realized my uh, my passport had had expired. So he gave, he uh, directed me how I could easily uh, update my passport. So I guess you can get your pictures at a Walgreens, and then you just go to a post office, and you get it all taken care of. So as soon as I get that squared away, I'll probably see you in March. We'd love to have you. You're a wonderful guest. We enjoy having you, and thanks for taking the time to call. All right, his name is Tony or Gary, whatever he wants to be. He's in Denver. My name is Mike Boyle, 303-696-1971, 303-696-1971. Jason, Steve, Lon, and Gary are in a uh, drawing for a uh, gift, $100 gift card package. We've got time for your calls. We're going to get to Dennis and our other callers when we come back on the restaurant show. Summertime, time, time. After the hour, happy to have you with me on this week before Christmas. It's Sunday, December 18th. Uh, Dennis in Conifer said that uh, the chart house is open on Christmas Day, the chart house on Genesee. I went online, and they do have a Christmas menu. That would certainly indicate they're open on Christmas, so thank you for that suggestion. Let's go to Dana in Denver. Dana, welcome to the show. Nice to hear from you. Hey, Mike. Um, I want to tell you about a series I enjoyed on Netflix called The English. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it's on Amazon Prime called The English. Uh, have you checked that out yet? I have not. And What's it's it about? Uh, about, 
It's about a woman in like the late 1800s who comes to America trying to find the man who uh, killed her son. And uh, it was with Emily Blunt, and it takes place in the West. Fair amount of violence in it, but um, I thought it was good. It's like a six-part series, and it's and got a, a it, lot of... I not only want to thank you for the suggestion, but I want to thank you for giving me a movie or a miniseries recommendation on a television service that I already subscribe to. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to, well, at least you don't have to do a plus like Paramount or Apple or something like that. Extra you know what, and, and I'm telling you, I suppose that, I, I'm speaking for myself, I watch television. I'm not a Michael Medved, nationally syndicated talk show host who says, we don't have a television in the house. Who in the hell doesn't have a television in their house? And so, I mean, I watch television, but there are, it might be a Tuesday night in January where the TV's off because I just don't feel like watching the network rubbish. Um, so I like a lot of these miniseries because you can kind of watch them when you want. But I, because of that, I don't feel like I really – I think Amazon Prime runs about 14 15 bucks a month. I think Netflix runs 10 11 12 bucks a month. On top of your Xfinity, which runs a couple hundred a month because I bundle um, – I, I, you know, I, I, I get feel. I sometimes get the sense I just don't get my money's worth on this stuff. Do you? Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm I subscribe to Netflix and, and Prime, but I will not do in, in anything else like the Paramount Plus or the Apple Plus. I mean, I think they're just obviously trying to raise more revenue that way. But I'm happy with what I got, and I don't want to do any more. Well, and I, you know, you know, I'm a capitalist. I understand people have to make money, but, but I just and and it was during during the shutdown when a couple movies came out, and uh, you couldn't go to the theater, so they sat on them for one, two, three, four, five, six months, and then finally released them on cable, and they were for rent for twenty bucks. Okay, now if Dana and his wife get that that's what they'd pay to go to the theater anyway 10 bucks for a ticket and you can make your own popcorn and you can stop it and go to the bathroom when you want but 20 bucks for a bachelor so i waited until it came down to the six bucks um i i, I suppose if i looked at amazon prime or netflix at whatever i'm paying for if i just watch one or two or three shows a month i'm probably getting my money's worth but i just i find myself saying Every time I find something I want to watch, it's popping up on a new series. Yeah, well, um, you should check out the English. I think you'll like it because you kind of like the Old West stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so um, I think it's worth it. Um, like I said, it's kind of violent, which doesn't bother me that much. Kind of affects my watch. What's the time frame? You might have mentioned it, and I didn't. What's the it's time frame? It's 18, like around 1880. Okay. All and. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, then uh, we checked out uh, a restaurant called Barcelona on uh, 2900 Larimer Street, and that was uh, some good food. Barcelona, serving what? 
It is um, a lot of tapas, and they also do paella. We had a good paella there. Well, you restaurant called Barcelona, you probably would expect a good paella, wouldn't you? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Dana, when I called, when when I threw out on the air, where do you go for your fast food fix? And we had Jack in the Box and Burger King and A&W and Freddy's, and we had Culver's. Dana's the caller that suggested Meta Burger for an impossible veggie burger on Leechdale and Isla for whatever. I, I, I'll, you're a memorable guy, Dana. <laughs> I try to help. That a boy. All right, we'll put you in the drawing. We sure appreciate it. 303-696-1971. 303-696-1971. And, you know, when you made the suggestions... Culver's. I like the fish sandwich. A guy in Longmont suggested the three fish platter, dinner platter. I went and got it. It was fabulous. Somebody suggested jack-in-the-box sandwiches. I went and got one, and not so much. Somebody suggested the burger at A&W. I went, got the double patty, double cheese, double bacon. It was flat killer, but I just don't know if I'm going to make it to Meta Burger. I've had the Impossible Burger that Burger King sells. It's pretty good. I'm just not interested in an Impossible Burger. Uh, Steve Shaw, who owns and operates the Nine Black Eyed Peas, said he has eaten about 50 of them over the last month, trying them, trying to figure out, because people are coming into Black Eyed Pea and asking for an Impossible Burger. Hey, they're not going to sell a ton of them, but you just never know. I remember Stephen Bonesire down at Bonesire's Dutch Bakery in Colorado Springs. I was doing a show there, and somebody contacted me probably via email, and asked, I rate his chocolate eclairs, I mean, his chocolate eclairs, this is Bonesire's Dutch Bakery at Nevada and Fillmore in Colorado Springs, are sinful, okay? They're that good, they're sinful. But he said, no, I don't make a gluten-free one. I suppose I could. And so he experimented with them. And the next thing you know, he's got a gluten-free chocolate eclair. And he has to put a little swizzle, a little drizzle on the top of it so that people know the difference between the regular and the... And all of a sudden, they're flying out the door. So I don't expect that the hamburger sales at Black Eyed Pea will be cannibalized when Steve comes up with a impossible burger, meatless burger, whatever you want to call it, that he plans to serve. But um, you know what? There'll be there'll be a market for it ever so slightly. 303-696-1971. we got Jason, Steve, Lon, Gary, Dana in the drawing. Um, I found this list of, uh, it was in Nation's Restaurant News, which is the primary trade publication of the uh, restaurant industry. And consumer picks which brand has the most loyal fans and who's winning on attitudes like quality, attributes, I beg your pardon, like quality, service, and value. And obviously when anybody, like a nation's restaurant news, puts out one of these articles, it's because there has been a service um, 
that they've hired. You know, your favorite restaurant may be, well, Metaburger, or your favorite restaurant may be Grinelli's Pizza in Castle Rock, or it might be the airplane restaurant in Colorado Springs. It might be an independent. But for a nationwide survey, obviously all of the restaurants selected are going to be the usual suspects. Crave ability. It's got Krispy Kreme, Cinnabon, Annie Ann's, uh, Luby's, Chick-fil-A, In-N-Out Burger, White Castle, Whataburger, working up. Guess what the one with the most craveability is? Dairy Queen. Now, you know, obviously they've got a lot of ice cream uh, specials, ice cream items, I should say. But I mentioned to you, I went last night and had the chicken basket. It was really good. And they've got some burgers. And I've talked to Todd Wingert. Todd Wingert owns eight Dairy Queen stores from Castle Rock to throughout Denver. And I believe it's a friend of his or a brother or somebody that worked for him that owns the stores, many of the stores in Colorado Springs. I think Dairy Queen, he, said, he talked about the laborious process they went through to come up with a good burger. And they've got some really good burgers. But for craveability, Dairy Queen. For food quality, starting at the bottom of about 10. Culver's, Panera, In-N-Out Burger, Bonefish Grill, Outback, Cheesecake. You know what? I'm a SoCal. Baldwin Park, 1948, the first In-N-Out. I wasn't there. I was a young guy. But you know what? I think In-N-Out does a wonderful job. They've got four. I looked them up. I did a little bit of the history. They've got four items on their menu. They've got a hamburger, cheeseburger, double-double, and a hot dog. That is their menu. And they've got 300 and some odd restaurants. I drove by the one on InterQuest the other day coming back from Colorado Springs. It was 7.30 at night, and I'm, because I just, can't, there were 30 cars in the drive through lane. Anyway, let's take a break. I'm Mike Boyle. This is The Restaurant Show. The more I drink. All right, it's 53. Um, let's go to Jim in Castle Rock. Jim, welcome to the show. I've got good news, and I've got bad news. Hi, Mike. How are you, Jim? Which you want to, which you want to give me that? first? The good news is we put your name in the drawing even though you hadn't gone on the air yet. You know what the bad news is? I didn't win. That's exactly right. So, And congratulations, <laughs> Dana. We picked Dana. And, folks, for those of you that did not get picked, do not blame me. Blame Lewis, the producer. He's the guy that does the eeny, meeny, miny, mo. So I can keep it at arm's length. Don't blame me. It's Lewis. <laughs> what do you got, Jim? You're calling because you're upset. You recommended a jack-in-the-box sandwich. I went and said, eh, no big deal. Oh, well, so be it. Uh, it sometimes they hit and miss. That's uh, why yeah, it's I'd chocolate like to... and vanilla. Go ahead. Yeah. 
I'd like to, you know, I hear one of my favorite sandwiches is the Philly cheesesteak, but uh, we were in Oregon here a couple of weeks ago at a memorial service, and my brother went to this Cascade Locks restaurant that they go to quite often. Okay. We missed breakfast by five minutes, but we had lunch. And I saw this item on the menu, which I haven't had in a long time, and it's cabbage, sauerkraut, uh, sauerkraut and uh, corned beef on rye. Do you know the name of that? I keep the name keeps slipping my mind. Sauerkraut, cabbage, and well, corned sauerkraut beef. Sauerkraut and corned beef on rye. Uh, so like a Reuben? Yeah, a Reuben. Yeah, that's it. A Reuben. Okay. Great sandwich. <laughs> I'm going to be looking for it more often. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to tell you where to go. Okay, you take my word on this. You live in Castle Rock. You go to the Black Eyed Pea. The Black Eyed Pea, on Tuesday, it's Reuben Tuesday. And okay. they serve a killer Reuben. It used to be on special. Um, who knows what the who's, who knows what's going on with prices right now. But try the Black Eyed Pea Reuben. It is really, really good. Okay? I'm a Reuben guy, okay. too. I love a good Reuben. Yeah, I, they're great. All right? Yep. Anything else, Thank Jimbo? You, all right, That's you're the man. Probably about it. Thanks for Merry Christmas. Merry <laughs> Christmas to you and Diane. Okay. Okay. Thank you, Mike. Yeah. You yeah. Too. The Merry good news Christmas. is we put you in the drawing. The bad news is didn't win. Okay. All right. So I want to thank Jason and Steve and Lon and Gary and Dana and Jim. And uh, Dana's going to get a $100 gift package. Uh, we'll talk to Dana afterwards and get the address. If Dana's still listening, he can call 303-696-1971 and uh, give his mailing address snail mail. Not your email. I can't email these things. All right, so food quality. I went through Culver's, Panera Bread, In-N-Out Burger, Bonefish Grill, Outback. I'm working my way up. Cheesecake Factory, Longhorn Steakhouse, Texas Roadhouse. Food quality, Chick-fil-A. Gets a 75% rating. Ambiance. Okay, when it comes to ambiance, you're not going to have Dairy Queen and you're not going to have Chick-fil-A. That is going to be more your Cheesecake Factories. Then there's Maggiano's, Buco de Beppo, Capitol Grill, Bonefish Grill, Crasker Barrel, Bahama Breeze. Remember when we had a Bahama Breeze in Lone Tree? It did a monster number, but it didn't do the monster number that the corporate people wanted. Hard Rock Cafe is number two. For ambiance, drum roll please, Ruth Chris Steakhouse. You know, I think Ruth Chris does a great job. Remember when there was the Aurora Summit? over there on uh, Havana, and they brought those prime-age steaks out on a sizzling platter, and you held your napkin up in front of you so that the sizzle, the little bit of the grease wouldn't get on you. I think Ruth Chris, I haven't been to a Ruth Chris in a while. Do they still do that? You know, they bring out that sizzling steak, and it's for ambiance. It is absolutely fabulous. All right, folks, well, that pretty much wraps it up for today. I'm going to watch a little Bronco football. Broncos are 3-10. and 10. They're taking on the 4-9 and nine Arizona Cardinals. Broncos are using our backup quarterback. Arizona's using their backup quarterback. 
you know, this game may be a 0-0 tie, but I would just like to think that our Broncos have a legitimate chance to pull out a game. It's being played at Mile High Stadium, Broncos Stadium in Power Field, whatever we call it now, and um, some of you are probably heading up there right now, but uh, let's hope that we pull out a victory. Lewis, thanks for coming in, producing the show. want to remind you folks, check out my website at mikeboyle.com. That's M-I-K-E-B-O-Y-L-E.com. Uh, show's coming up next Saturday and Sunday, Christmas Eve and Christmas Christmas Eve and Christmas Day, and you are going to like them. As uh, the out song says, adios and vaya con Dios, goodbye and go with God. Have a great rest of your day, everybody. I'm Mike Boyle, and this is The Restaurant Show. Life is good today.